Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, um... What the fuck? Energy. Just gonna get hype, get hype, get hype. Uh, okay <laughs> all right all right all right we good we good let's, we good yeah i think so let's stop being differently abled and get to the show okay hello all right hello uh, hello hi hello hello um that's that's jen that's kate welcome to this very special travel edition vacation edition yeah. of this vacation podcast edition <laughs> yes um so jen is at home in grand rapids yeah um and working the three jobs, slaving away. Yep. Um, I am in the schmanciest fucking house I have ever goddamn been in mm-hmm. uh, with my entire extended family on my mother's side. Yeah, please paint um, a picture. Like, what is what is this house like? And what is it um, like being with so many people? <laughs> well, I'm not going to paint a picture. I'm just going to put up the photos from the, from the website <laughs> of the house because it's like a rentable place. It's called Transition Time. It's in the Outer Bank. It's probably like a $3 million house. We are recording from the in-house movie theater. Oh my God. Um, my cousins are all out in the pool or the ocean right now. Like uh, dolphins swim very close to us and, oh you know, the sunrise rises up every day. It's a seven bedroom house. It can sleep 16, I believe. And there's, we have 14 in the house. Is that right, Dan? Oh, okay. Dan is sitting next to me recording with me. Um, because I think a little bit, he's hiding from my family and I don't blame him. (laughs) There's a lot of us. It's honestly, uh, I love my mother's family. We're all, we're like weird close. Like, like me and my cousins, we were all like the same ages. Like we were all born within four months of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, we're very, very close. that's a lot. Yeah, they're yeah the the girls were breeders and uh, so we're, so we, they have their kids and of course we don't have kids but we're the cool aunt and uncle and um, you know all of our aunts and uncles and our grandma their mother is all here so so it's a ton of people in the house there's 22 of us stretched between two houses my god um, no it's more than that isn't there uh, 22 27 29 between three houses wow um, and we're all here for my cousin's wedding which is going to be on thursday Probably. so yeah it's kind of a family vacation also um and it is the most time i've spent with children like normally you know i'm a teacher so i go in i see the kids mm-hmm. they behave for me and then i leave and it's the best yeah well and you're not even like you know a teacher teacher you're the you're the fun museum teacher right. that... like come in do the thing leave yeah. yes it's the best i can't tell you how much i love it um that being said uh <laughs> the extended time with kids right now got me thinking about our subject matter this week which is fucking creepy kids well that's that's lovely I let me rephrase that because um, I don't want to say fucking creepy kids. I don't want anybody to think like, oh, you know, this is brought to you by Nambla. Um, think about our comma usage here. <laughs> right. Um, what I would like to say is that these kids are creepy. So these are creepy kid stories today. And I'm kind of psyched about it mm-hmm. because these stories upset me on like a very visceral level. 
I think there is, yeah, there's just something like inherently off-putting about like a lot of things that children do and say, just because it's like, you have no idea what's really going on in their head. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, it's so hard to say because they're little creep stars and they live in this other world. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of otherworldly things, uh, not to sound like something out of poltergeist, but we are not alone in this house. Um, the house is not haunted, but I couldn't like evacuate the rest of my family. So if you guys hear when you're listening today, I'm sorry if you hear thumping or screaming or children laughing or singing or uh, really anything. Um, it's just my family. Mm-hmm. I don't think this house is haunted. The podcast, definitely haunted. Yeah. The story, the house, not so much. Yeah. They're just going to provide some like extra creepy atmosphere like can we get them to just like like sing a very slow like clapping game while you know somewhere in the background (laughs) those children are singing too slowly yeah they're always like Uh, ring around around." (laughs) like no child sings that slow (laughs) no i uh so far have not been able to get them to do anything actually so Mm. i'm not going to ask them to do anything extra that's fine we can just add it in post i guess Um, all right, so you have you have a hometown haunt from my hometown. Yeah, is that that we're kicking it off with uh, with a tale from from my area from Southern and Michigan? I didn't know this story, so I would love to hear it. I'm incredibly I'm amazed that you didn't because I don't know. It came up as like one of uh, you know those listicles of like top ten mm-hmm. creepy child ghosts. Right, <laughs> this was, right. This was on one of them. Um, and it's the Beeson Mansion and Crypt in Niles, Michigan, which is... Very close to where I'm from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South- southwest near the border of Indiana. Southwest Michigan. Mm-hmm. Lovely. It is, actually. It's a, Niles is a nice town. Uh, it's got a, got a really good cheap theater, which I value, and uh, some good restaurants. So it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Do the damn thing. So, um, in in Niles, there is a beautiful 1847 Greek Revival mansion uh, that was built, you know, at some point, but then eventually belonged to the Beeson family. And a lawyer named Struther Beeson was the one who purchased it. Um, he had a grandson, or he had a son, William, who married a woman named Harriet, and together they had a son named Job Winthrow Beeson. Wow, that's quite the name. I know, right? Yeah, it's quite the long name for a kid who did not live very long. He was born in 1869 and died in 1870. So I think he was 11 months old is what it says. Uh Uh-huh. So, um, you know, his parents were very sad, of course. And luckily they had uh, a tomb already built across the street. I don't know if it's across the street from a cemetery or... It's on their grounds. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, I'm 1,000%. Like, as soon as you brought up the name, I was like, I'm going to Google that and see what it looks like (laughs) and see if I know this house. And I don't, but it's stunningly beautiful. So we'll post some show notes of it. Yeah, we should. Um... But yeah, it looks like it's just like across the grounds. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So they could like go visit at their leisure. Is it just the one like mausoleum or is there, Um, is it like a graveyard? It looks like just the one mausoleum set inside a, 
uh, stone fence with some um, vases, vases, whatever. Vases. Uh, vases. Sorry, that was too. All well, the all the Richie McRichness around here is getting to me. I'm yeah, saying words stupid. It's rubbing off on you. Um, well, that makes sense. Um, I mean, if you're rich, why would you want your? You know, why would you want to associate even in death with the plebs? Um, well, and on top of that, you know, it's 18. What? what how? When did this kid die? 1870. Blah, blah, blah. 1870 mm-hmm. body snatching was a thing you'd maybe want to keep your true. babies close by although i'm not sure if it was like that big of a thing in in niles michigan <laughs> i'm not sure if I mean, niles has hospitals yeah and they were looking to sell there's there's a college down there though i'm not sure if it reaches back to the 1870s although it might have mm-hmm. um so maybe maybe we're just gonna put a big maybe out there and yeah. say fucking maybe who the fuck knows yeah I mean, regardless. Oh, I gotta exercise all my fucks. So I'm probably gonna say fuck a lot more in this show because <laughs> I have so many saved up. Like, I cannot swear around the babies, and I feel like I'm gonna fucking explode. Are, are the children close enough to hear you, or are they just, you know? No. Uh, I think I heard a Nerf gun firing somewhere on the third floor. Jesus, this place is big. It's, yeah, Jen, this is the real deal. This is the fucking real, like the realist okay it's, it's tight as tits i love it so this this baby these people they're rich mm-hmm. they're okay go they're ahead. rich um and so they have their own private crypt and that's where they buried um this baby uh there were you know he wasn't the only inhabitant but certainly he's the most notable at this point um yeah, so it's just this beautiful grounds, but it says, and I'm just going to read this excerpt because I don't think I could really describe it any way better. Um, this is, I'll post the article this is from. Um, it says, but watchful neighbors concluded that Harriet Beeson never came to terms with her grief. They said that the child's mother visited the crypt every night to feed, bathe, and even diaper the infant's lifeless body. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, like... The first couple of nights, sure, that'll work out. Yeah. But after two weeks or, like, the heat of summer, there's going to be more in that diaper than what it started. Oh, God. Yeah. So, and it continues, um, and since he was afraid of the dark, I guess for, you know, the 11 months he was alive, uh, she began leaving a lit lantern inside so that he wouldn't be scared. Eventually, the Beesons installed their own carbide gas plant with a pipeline into the crypt to keep an ever-present flame burning. Wow. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. And, and I think this is verifiable because it says, at least one old newspaper photo shows the line entering one of the exterior ground-level vent on the crypt's south side. Which is we have to add it to the add it to the road trip. We got to go see it. <laughs> I know our our road trip that will probably never go on, but this will be fine. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, hey, what, what the hell? <laughs> Listen, all right, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it totally is. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the the creepiest part though says. Uh, according to legend, the young mother kept up her ritual of feeding and rocking the baby until one horrifying night when the eyes finally fell out of the tiny corpse's head. Oh my fucking God. <gasps> ah, the shock was supposedly so great that she never recovered and was eventually institutionalized. <laughs> Which, of course. I mean, honestly, she probably should have been institutionalized already. Like, <laughs> come on. If you got to the point where the eyes fell out. Yeah. The, like, I mean, like, I assume they were, like, deflated and, like, goo. Like, she was holding a goo baby. Disgusting. And she was like, it's fine. Change the diaper. Oops, messy diaper. No, lady. Your kid's decomposing. 
Accept your life. People oh die. Goo baby. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna haunt one. that's gonna haunt us. Um, we should totally get like a like a you know how they have like merchandise at for you know, like if you go to a trade show yeah. and everybody has like those squeezable stress balls. Oh god. We should ten thousand percent have no. a have a beast and goo baby. Oh my god. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Beeson that in design. Baby. Oh Jesus. Oh I love it. Oh god. We're going to hell. Yeah. And then the eyes fall out oh, after a yeah. while. Like, well you squeeze it and the eyes pop out. That, obviously. That's yeah. how that has that yep. Uh genius. I'm oh. a genius and that's gonna go into production. That's so horrifying. It really is upsetting, especially like it's somebody's oh. personal tragedy and I'm like, I'm gonna make it into a funny desk thing. Oh jeez. Yeah. And we should put our logo on it just to really, like, yes. make it. Right on the diaper. Like, oh. boom. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, she really should have been institutionalized way before that. I mean, like, imagine. Probably the first time she tried to suckle the baby the to her. dead baby. Yes. Right. Like, the minute you tried to feed a dead baby with your and engorged also, lady teeth. Yeah, the You're minute done. they put that baby in the crypt, it's like, that's it. Like, no. That's you, it. Like, Doors you can closed. go visit, but do not but take you have that. to stay you can't open the door like you can't open the wall yeah. and be like mm, you're my baby well like also um, aren't most crypts like don't they like put them like don't they like wall them up like where was this baby chilling in the crypt was it just like in its little coffin and she just like opened the lid and be like hello there <laughs> hello junior wherever it was chilling it clearly wasn't on ice oh god because it de- it decayed Ugh. um can i tell you something fucked up wait hang on um before oh i just want to i just want to say that like supposedly you can hear the baby crying from the crypt gross yeah because it's trying to get some fucking sleep and everybody keeps rattling in there shoving titties into its mouth maybe that's why maybe that's a little bit why she kept going back like maybe she heard the baby crying crying? like just like instinctually was like i need to go feed this baby so like Apparently, that's that's the legend is that the baby cries for milk because his mother is dead now. <laughs> Probably next Jesus to him. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun fact about females. Uh-huh. Uh, women who are currently nursing, when they hear a baby cry, they start to lactate. I have heard that. Yeah, they start. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Ladies, if you're listening to this. It's not that you're disgusting and, and there's nothing wrong with feeding babies. That's awesome. But uh, like it just come on. Come on. It's gross. It let's, be, let's be real. It's a little bit gross. I've never done it. So <laughs> I get to I get to stand in judgment of something I don't understand and have never participated in. So. But you're not one of those who like make a woman like go to the bathroom to hell no to feed her hell no okay i, I just, will yell at other people who are trying to make women go to the bathroom to feed a baby i don't make anybody else eat tacos yeah. on the toilet that's yeah. fucked up i mean i just wanted to make sure everyone knew that you're not a complete no monster. no 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 <laughs> i'm i mean like i probably am but not because of this not because of that yeah for other reasons right. <laughs> God, that's so upsetting. If we if we hear a baby crying while we're out there on our imaginary road trip, mm-hmm. I'm gonna shit my pants. Like I'm not gonna yeah. lactate. I'm gonna fucking shit my pants. Yeah, no, for for real. Yeah, you can you can't visit the crypt unfortunately because it's still privately owned. Which I want to meet the people who live there. But uh, yeah, you I can, can. I'm very charming. They will fall for me. I will get us in there. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, we should try that. I'll wear my titty dresses. Let's do this. Yeah, I bet they get all kinds of weird visitors. <laughs> But here's the thing, Jen. We don't look like fucking weirdos. Do we? Do we not? No, we don't. You, we look like young, interesting professionals That's who true. 
probably go to church and love our mothers. Like that's, we look safe. People approach me all the time. Like I'm a safe person. That's yeah. Like strangers talk to me. People do not talk to me. Well, no. sometimes they do, but generally so like, not. You're the like waifish shy one who's like very bookish and I'm the charming gregarious larger than life character. That is true. And together we're fucking unstoppable is what we are. <laughs> that's that's just true. That's just accurate. Uh, yeah. So w- okay. yeah, we should We've give that shot. We should give that <laughs> shot. But that's it. That's oh my, my first story. Dude, I I love it. I love creepy kids. Yeah. Um have you ever noticed kids who like have you ever seen a baby kind of like a cat staring at a wall and like being like God. like clearly interacting with something that we cannot see? That is yeah, that's very upsetting to me. There are so many stories like that on the internet. I scoured the internet. I pulled a couple good ones. Mm-hmm. All of these, I have a bunch of stories, but they're all like five six sentences yeah well there's a bunch of like reddit lists where like parents will just like describe the creepiest thing that their children have said to them that's totally what i scoured they're all they're all amazing so we should just post a bunch of them but like go through yeah yeah. what are some of your favorites oh okay all right so these my first subject is kids who are seeing stuff adults cannot (sighs) um so the first (laughs) one is a three-year-old boy and a mom woke up And her three-year-old boy was lying awake next to her, which is already very unsettling. Yeah. And she turned to him and she said, what are you doing here, buddy? And he says, I'm protecting you from the light eyes. No, fuck that. They want to hurt you and you can't see them. that noise. Right? Fuck that noise. God, that's like the Babadook. (laughs) Right. Oh, which I've never watched because I'm... I love myself. Honestly, oh. that I it what it's that's not like the like most like shit your pants scary movie you've ever seen. It's more like right. an artsy like horror look at grief and like what that does to families. But anyway, we should post a we should post like a review or like its IMDb page or something. Yeah, I feel like that that would be a good movie pairing with this. <laughs> that or the <laughs> Ring. I love the Ring. Me too. That's like my first like actually scary movie that I saw. And I don't know what it is. I haven't seen it in a while, but like for every time I saw it, something in real life synced up with the movie, which is weird because I mean, I think like the first time I saw it, it just like that video has so much random imagery that Mm -hmm. you're going to see anything. Yeah, you see, like, oh, my God, there's a ladder against a wall, like, from the tape. Um, Yeah, so, like, I think think there's plenty of that going on. But um, the second time I saw it, I was um, hanging out with my cousin at her house, and we were home alone. And you know that at the very beginning of the movie, the first time the phone rings, and it's like, oh, my God, it's going to be so scary. And it turns out it's her mom. Uh Uh-huh. The same thing happened at exactly the same time when we were watching it. The same second the phone rang in the movie, the phone rang at my cousin's house, and it was her mom. No, fuck that. Fuck. (laughs) Okay. So my dad, we were all telling Scooby... Scooby. Scooby. (laughs) Scooby stories. (laughs) Scooby stories. We were telling spooky stories um, last night. Uh, that go into the podcast post because the, my family was really curious about it, which let me tell you was never part of my plan. I did not necessarily want the family That's, to like know about this. Yeah. I just had to be like, Hey, here's the thing. Like, I can't talk to you guys for like three hours tomorrow because I got to do this thing. And like, please try and keep your children away. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm going to say fuck a lot. 
Um, yeah, my so. family is exactly the same way. It's like they every time they bring it up, I'm like, uh, uh, I would, I would rather like you ignore uh, this part not? of my life. <laughs> right, like if this could not just be part of anything you know about. Like, I my favorite aunt is here, and I was like, I didn't necessarily want to tell you about it because she was like, well, where can I download it? And I was like, maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe and you don't she, have to. And do she's that. like, oh, but I want to support you. And I'm like, yeah, but I still want you to like me. So. <laughs> I think it's I we're also like really self conscious. I think too. I right. It's a weird feeling for me. Normally, I'm not self conscious. Like mm-hmm. I whatever. But okay. All right. Anyway. Let's get back into it. We're totally distracted. People don't care probably, about our <laughs> self right, Our internal fucking bullshit drama. Oh, all right. So this is from um, a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, her her babysitter kid. I don't know if there's a better term for that, but the babysitter, the child. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was watching TV. Turn for the charge. How very. Dickinsonian. Her ward. Her ward. <laughs> no, charge. Your ward is when you legally own them. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to own them, Jen. You are in Dickensian England. Oh, well, that's true. All right, so um, they were just watching TV, and the kid turns to the babysitter and says, you know, we aren't alone here. Oh, fuck. What? No. And then went back to watching TV. This is the most upsetting one, though. This is the most fucking upsetting thing. Uh-huh. Um, kids asleep uh-huh. and and they remember this this is the kid remembering things that nobody else could see mm. so in in asleep in the bedroom and all of a sudden wakes up looks and on the side of the bed are hands Mm-mm. reaching up from under the bed and they are blood and bone and flesh hanging oh. off oh my god and they start to like reach farther up the bed towards them oh my god and the person swears up and down that they were awake that they physically remember that and let me tell you how often i think about stuff like that when i'm getting into bed like something mm-hmm. gro- reaching out and grabbing my ankle yeah um I think M. Night Shyamalan does that really well. He he does a lot of ankle grabbing from beds. Yeah. Well, um, and that also reminds me of um, something that David says he saw when he was younger. Um, I think it was, I think it was like before bed. Like he says that he saw some kind of like demonic looking creature, like crawling on the ceiling, I think. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And it wasn't Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling? I mean... <laughs> I think that would not have been as scary. Um, yeah, so oh. he like told his parents, and they like freaked out and had him do those like sleep tests, like in the hospital where they hooked him up to things. And yeah, so that was wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, ask him about it. He, yeah, I will. Yeah, Davy, we're gonna touch base mm-hmm. on that. Um, so another one. This is from a baby monitor, um, and it's an image that the parents caught um, every night Ooh. as this kid is falling asleep. She falls asleep talking to herself, mm-hmm. and the parents were adjusting the baby monitor because she'd been grabbing it, and so they put it away so it can monitor her from afar in the corner of her nursery, uh-huh. and oh they can see something I'll, i have the image I, I believe i sent it to you but i'll send it to you okay. again um so guys you'll be able to see it go look at the picture so needless to say based on this image which is like glowing eyes and a, and what looks like it looks like a humanoid figure but like Ooh. ethereal Ooh. um they think that the little girl is talking to whatever this oh is. Oh my god. So she can perceive it. Now, I think we've told this story on the show before, but as far as baby monitors go, mm-hmm. do you remember the story about the little shoes? Yeah. In, um, yeah, that's, yeah, um, so, that's uh, episode, what, three? Yeah, when we were talking to Amber like Rose. Yeah. Yep, very good. So everybody go back and listen to that. Uh, baby monitor stories, man, it'll <laughs> freak you out. 
those are now, especially scary because i think like you know you're not just relying on your kid telling you something it's like you see it or hear it whatever. right right like when there's proof and like the coin drops and you're like oh shit i know who she's talking to now like and just chills like i honestly i just got goosebumps yeah. just thinking about uh, it okay are you ready for some more goosebumps yes this is one from my family oh really okay Yes. So this is the family that I'm with right now is my maternal side, my mother's family. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mother is the second of five. Wow. Um, Okay. And so all of her siblings and almost all of the kids are here. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. That explains. But the story I'm going to tell you is from my paternal side, my father's side. Uh, This is my father is the third of nine. Mm -hmm. This is why we had 10 million people at our wedding. Yeah. Um, And so his youngest sister's youngest child wow okay uh so he has a fair bit of extra sensory perception Mm -hmm. uh this little boy uh as soon as he started to learn how to speak he started saying weird shit yeah so this first one uh evidence that he was perceiving something that the rest of us couldn't perceive Mm -hmm. their living room shares a wall with their garage um and the way that i have heard the story which of course is through my sister who is very close to this aunt and like lived with them for a good period of time mm-hmm. um so the little boy was sitting in the living room and says who's that man sitting on the shelf oh no now the oh. corner that he was looking at uh-huh. there are bookshelves there and that shelf shares a wall with the garage okay on the opposite side in the garage on the opposite side of that wall is where my aunt keeps the ashes of our grandmother and grandfather <gasps> no <laughs> i know no um, she says that occasionally she pulls those out and she has coffee with her parents fuck what the i know i, I mean, know i'm not the only weirdo in my family <laughs> i guess the number of times i've like had picnics in the cemetery make me like not able yeah, to have you haven't got a with that. leg to stand on there kiddo one time no. oh god what one time we had a picnic on lucille ball's grave uh fun yeah and this old woman walked by and she saw us and she's like did you know that i went to what well, was it her was it like some relative i don't know she's like i went to school with lucille ball and she was like started telling us stories and we're like wow. please tell me that she said lucille ball was a total whore and like stole her boyfriend or something because uh, that would be amazing i don't remember I, I i'm also like thinking that that probably they probably couldn't have been contemporaries or else she would, would have been like ancient um, oh i don't know i don't remember right now but anyway we've <laughs> we left a pretzel for lucille as we left so. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so those are that's my family's uh, first story. I'm going to touch on a couple others from my family as we discuss these. Now, um, what's interesting. So so kids perceiving stuff that we can't perceive is creepy enough. Mm-hmm. But we've met. Uh, and, and if you check the Internet, there's a lot out there. A lot of kids who remember their previous lives. Now, mm. do you believe in reincarnation? I mean, not really. Okay. <laughs> it's, is at the end of that story do you have anything else to follow that no, up I mean, like, like, no. <laughs> I, i've i've found it interesting the few times where you've like talked about like oh the the kind of method of death that you're most afraid of is the way you died in a previous life yes, that's true we've touched on that yeah um so i actually do believe in reincarnation by and large okay. um there's a couple different reasons as for why the the um 
you remember Blue from our second episode. Yeah. Um, came wow, we're really, like, just... self-referential today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, touchback. Welcome to the Wayback Machine, everybody. Yeah. Um, so Blue was the one who taught me um, a good deal about the way we practice paganism. Not that I, I'm kind of out of it now, but mm-hmm. um, she, I, she, the way she explained the afterlife from that perspective was always incredibly comforting to me. Hmm. Um, it was explained that it, your life doesn't, uh, like what happens here doesn't matter. You're not going to get punished or rewarded in the next life. Okay. You just have to like come here to learn lessons. So right now I'm learning the lessons of what it is to be a, you know, white plus size mm-hmm. female in this era with these circumstances and, and so on and so forth. Sure. Um, I could come back in my next life as a grass, uh, a blade of grass in the year 1740. Oh, um, man. I, could I feel like if you're going to come back in 1740, I'd want to be more than a blade of grass. But eh, maybe you know, not, though. But there's <laughs> lessons to be learned. Like, what is it like to be trampled by by the horses of rebellion? I don't, you know, there's, yeah. there's lots of different stuff. Um, you know, I could come back as a cockroach, and that's not necessarily a punishment. I just have to learn what it is to be a cockroach in maybe the year... 6,000, you know, there's, there's all of these different lessons. And so, um, you live all of the lives that have ever existed, Mm -hmm. uh, and you take little breaks in between. So at some point in time, I'll be Catherine the Great. At some point in time, I'll be Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, so at some point in time, I will be, you know, a flea who started the black plague of 1340. Um, wait, so so according to that theory, every living thing is really just one thing but at different that's points exactly in- right yep Jeez. exactly we're all actually just uh the working components of the god and the goddess interesting okay huh. i just find that comforting i like that like someday i'll be my mom and someday you know so on and so forth but i wish so i could like remember it you know okay well maybe you can oh, 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 uh, oh. i personally i i do not have any recollections of previous lives um Every time I take like the online quizzes, it's like, oh yeah, you're some sort of strong female leader, blah 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 blah. Yeah, whatever. Um, Those yeah, are just personality right. quizzes. Sure, Buzzfeed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, these uh, are a couple different ones. So one little girl um, came into a hotel. She was on vacation with her family, and um, she said, "I've been here before. Mm. I was here before they had telephones, and I used to knit in a rocking chair in this room." Okay. <laughs> And then the same little girl, another time, they were at an antique mall, and she went up to a child's desk, Uh and she looked at the, um, if you look at a child's desk from, like, the turn of the century, they would have had inkwells still. Yeah, yeah. So there was a hole there, and she said, but where's the inkwell? And it's not something she should have known. Like, no kid Mm -hmm. her age would have known what an inkwell was. Right. Um, Another one, um, the little boy was adopted. And he kept saying, I want to go home. And mm-hmm. she didn't think he should be able to remember home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 I have to go home. And he's describing this like small town. Mm-hmm. Either it's small enough to be rural enough that it's, you know, very, very antiquated or it's in the past. And so she she had a map mm-hmm. and he pointed to Mexico. Wow. And he said, this is where I want. This is where I'm from. I have to go back here. Huh. Um, so he remembered that. Huh. Another one, um, he was playing with Legos on the floor and, and he was making Lego cars run over Lego people. Um, and he looks up at the mom and he said, this is how I died, huh? Oh, And she okay. says, what? 
you've you've never died and he was like uh no i the car hit me and my other mother cried and then i woke up and i was with you oh right no yeah um (laughs) this one is especially upsetting um this kid remembers his whole life um, mm-hmm. He said, you know, I, I was a man all my neighbors liked and we got along really well. Um, I remember dying. And when I woke up after I died, I remember being born. And so he could remember the whole, whole thing. Can you remember like details uh, that they could verify or? Uh, not that I read in the article that well, I read, come but maybe on. <laughs> let's interview the kid. Yeah. Um, so this one made my hair stand up. Okay. Remember how I said that you can come back as anything. Mm-hmm. So um, they were watching uh, TV and this little girl started crying and crying and crying and she was flipping out. And the mom's like, what's, what's up? What's up? What's up? And she mm-hmm. says, um, I was a bad dog. I was a bad dog and they made me go to sleep. Oh. I was a bad dog. And, you know, they, they put dogs down who yeah. bite people. Yeah. I was a bad dog and they made me go to sleep. Oh, God. I know. Um, so, so those are all, those are stories of strangers. Here's another one from my family. Wow. You just got all kinds of fun Man, tales. we went deep. Now this is, this is the same kid who could see possibly my grandfather sitting on the shelf. Uh-huh. Um, and, and this kid and my grandfather never overlapped. So he would not have recognized our grandpa. Okay. Um, provided that's who it was. I mean, I mean shit, did it could have been photos, anybody. Uh, you know, I don't think there are many around. He was pretty young when this all started to occur, but it's possible. Um, so this kid was taking a bath, Mm -hmm. uh, and he was talking to his mom and he said, um, something along the lines of, and and forgive me, uh, family, if you're listening to this, I did not get all the dirty details. This is just kind of strained through my sister over margaritas. (laughs) The Um, best kind. (laughs) Right. Uh, so he said, um, he basically gave some details about his old life. Mm -hmm. And I think he said to my aunt, you remind me of my wife. She wasn't very pretty, but man, she was funny. And apparently, um, he was in, like, she talked to him some more and he was German. Mm -hmm. Um, his wife wasn't pretty. She was funny. Uh, and she loved to make him laugh. Um, so he remembers being in Germany. And I mean, at that age, he, he wouldn't even know what Germany was. Uh Um, so that, that one always, that one gets to me too. Yeah. I think at, at his age, I thought Germany was my neighbor's house. (laughs) I thought you really could, like, if you could dig down at least six feet, you would get to China. Jeez. And like no other part of the world could possibly be there. Like you just had like to keep digging until you got to China and you could totally do it in an afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. Did I ever tell you this though? That like, yeah, like legit when I was little, I thought like different people's houses for like different countries and I was like based loosely on their... Like you lived in Epcot? Basically. Yeah. Like (laughs) I thought, I thought my Oma's house was the Netherlands um, because that's where she's from. I thought... Uh, my friend's house was China because her mom didn't take care and they had a lot of kids. And I just, all I knew about China was that they had a large population. (laughs) 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 And then my other friend's house, they're Swedish. So that their house was obviously Sweden. That's super cool. Actually. I sort of want somebody to write the like fiction of that. Yeah, that would be fun. Peak fan fiction. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I had just like the smallest concept of the world. <laughs> I mean, as far as a microcosm, like if it, trying to understand and make sense of the world uh-huh. of the, you know, the globe being your neighborhood makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I that was like, a good method. that was like how we would all talk about things was like, well, I mean, of course, my house was Jamestown, New York, because, you know, obviously I'm American, but like, sure, <laughs> we obviously. would always talk with our friends like, oh, you know, like my family is Dutch. Like, what's your family? Like, oh, we're Swedish. And I grew up in a in a very largely Swedish town. Um, so I guess like there's a lot of Sweden to go around there. Um, but how good do meatballs sound right now? What? Meatballs? Meatballs. Yeah. Swedish meatballs. Mm-hmm. I could go for some Swedish meatballs. Yeah, I had a bajillion of those growing up. No doubt. Yeah. Well, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I might try and impress upon that. Like, maybe I'll try and put that into my kids' heads. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't We'll see if it works. <laughs> you got to get So do you want me to young really and freak you out now? Yes, I do. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. These I find especially unsettling. Okay. Because it's children not only remembering their past lives, uh-huh. they're reincarnating within the same family. Ooh, what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh my fucking God. Okay, go on. Okay, so the first one, uh-huh. um, this little baby was born right around the time the mom died. So the, her grandmother would have passed. Okay. Um, and as the little girl grew up, um, the mom was wearing... Uh, a pearl necklace that her mother, the little girl, the one who had passed, uh-huh. had gotten her from graduation. Okay. And she patted the necklace when she was sitting with her mom. Uh-huh. And she said, do you remember when I got these for you? Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, soon after that, she started noticing that all of the photos of her mother mm-hmm. were gone. So, so photos, snapshots of her mom that she'd had around their house. Uh-huh were missing. Okay. And so she went into the little girl's room. She found them. And she said, you know, why did you take these? Mm -hmm. And she says, because I look so pretty in these photos. I love these pictures of me. Oh, my. Right? (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. Um, This one hurts my heart. Uh Um, It was a woman who had had a miscarriage. And of course, unfortunately, a lot of women don't can you hear the kids in my background? Yes. Yes, I can. The little boys are thumping up the steps. I, we, there's two eight-year-olds here, oh. and they're having the time of their lives just wrestling with each other, and there's 10 million Nerf guns everywhere, and so... That sounds awesome. Um, we're having fun. Um, but anyway, so the mom had a miscarriage, and um, typically people don't talk about their miscarriages, and, yeah. and she was no exception. She did not talk about this miscarriage. But her next child was a successful pregnancy. She carried it to term. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the little girl grew up, um, she said, I'm sorry I had to leave you before. And the mom says, what, what are you talking about? You've never, you've never left. Uh-huh. And she says, well, it was, it was before I was born. I tried to be born, but I was hurt. So I couldn't be born. Oh my God. I wasn't ready yet. Right. Oh. That one upsets me. Yeah. Um, and so this is this is my last one. This is from again within my own family, mm-hmm. and this is the fa- this is my maternal side. So this is the family that's with me today. Uh-huh. Uh, this one came out over margaritas last night too. <laughs> um, my cousin, uh, who, so all three girls were born within four months of each other, mm-hmm. and then two boys born on the exact same day to different mothers. Wow. 
Uh, yeah. I told you, our family keeps it tight. Yeah, really. <laughs> and then I was born two months to the day later after the boys. Wow. So it was always the three older girls, the two boys, and me. Got it. Um, and so we, I was discussing this subject and we were talking about my other side of the family and, and how, how those stories are can be a little unsettling. Mm-hmm. And my aunt says, well, don't you know the one about her youngest, uh, my cousin? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, what? what? <laughs> ah, give me more. And she said, um, he was wearing a hat. We, we had, um, Growing up, all of us kids had lots of dress-up clothes that were left from our um, mm-hmm. grandmother's parents. So Ooh. so their estate clothes, we all used as dress-up clothes. Uh-huh. So like hats and fedoras and dresses and stuff from the 50s and 60s. That sounds awesome. We just had a bunch of dance costumes from the 90s as our <laughs> dress-up clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had all sorts of good stuff. I mean, we were very, um, we were playful kids. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so... He was wearing the hat mm-hmm. of, um, it would have been my aunt's grandfather on her mother's side. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was wearing that hat and he says to her, do you remember when you were the baby and I was the old person? <laughs> now I'm paraphrasing there. She said it. I didn't want to give too much away, but, yeah. but do you remember when I was old and you were young? Yeah. And she seemed to think at that moment. That he was channeling her grandfather or was her grandfather. And it's distinctly possible. I mean, we could reincarnate into our own families. Mm -hmm. Um, And and people, other people had stories too, but there was like stories of their friends. And so I didn't have permission to use them for the show. Sure, sure. Um, So there are some really great stuff out there of Mm -hmm. kids being friggin' creepy as heckers. Now Now they're all modern stories. you have something from the past, right? Well, I was going to say, like, there's, I guess part of the skeptic in me is like, you know how kids just have like zero concept of age and time and like, sure. How, you know, it's one of the most fun games to play with kids is guess how old I am. (laughs) Like, yes. Part of me is just wondering if they just really think that's how the world works. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, when your brain is not informed of the rules of, time in the world uh-huh. anything 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 could be possible yeah so so that's totally that's totally plausible yeah and also you dream things you know kids dream just as much as we dream mm-hmm. and if our dreams make no sense to us yeah the but the kids dreams make about as much sense as their waking time because mm-hmm. again they don't have these concepts yeah um you know, they would just take it as fact, mm-hmm. as something that happened. For example, I remember, I, I've i convinced myself that I remember certain memories that yeah. my mom's just told me the story enough, and now I feel like I remember it. Sure, yeah. But I, I probably don't really, I don't know. I mm-hmm. can't, um, I can't say. So it's hard for kids to make sense of the world. Sure, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we can totally be skeptical of these. Absolutely. I and mean, yeah. we should be skeptical of everything. Right. I mean, and yeah, that's just kind of me. Like, I don't want it. I don't want this to sound like, oh my God, everything is true. And because I think like, as I'm going to get into it, the next story, like there's, there's a lot of things that start as stories or something and they just like snowball and, right. uh, and this is one of my main criticisms for like ghost hunting shows a lot is when they just like hear something 
or, or think they hear something and then they'll just like turn around and say like oh like, for sure that's what's going on <laughs> absolutely that was a ghost of course that was a ghost like oh do yeah. you hear this in the other room and it's yeah. just yeah. like it's just a noise like Ehh. and what they don't know is that that's when somebody farted and just nobody's claiming it like <laughs> yeah yeah so that's anyway i i I, that annoys me a lot when I watch ghost hunting shows, so I just wanted to make sure that, like, we're, we're not doing that <laughs> right. to a certain extent. I mean... We have... Yeah, we have to re- retain some skepticism. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. In that, in that spirit, I guess, I can go on to the, the next story that we have. Brilliant. Let's hear it. Which is... Um, it's about a little girl who hangs out at her home... The Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I've waited you know, just casually. long enough to go to delve into insane asylums. And so the, here we are dipping our toes. It was, it's, it's now known as the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. It, I guess it, is it still open? It doesn't really say, but it'll sometimes talk. Most... Most mental health facilities in this country are gone. Yeah, that's what I would have assumed. Um, but but maybe this one's still there. Oh, you know what? This is it's a historic landmark now. So oh, okay, sure. But it's probably not still operating as a hospital, right? I think it's still kind of like a tourist place because you can definitely visit it, and like sure. there's been a lot of ghost hunting shows that film there. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I can try to find whatever links I can to it, because I feel like I should have watched some of these beforehand, but I didn't, because I did this research last night. Woohoo! You um, have too many jobs, Jen. I have too many. Um, anyway, it was previously known as the Weston State Hospital, or the West Virginia Hospital. It's, it's located in West Virginia, by the way. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I, first, I like... My, I always expect Allegheny to be like New York, like me too, New York. because that's where the Allegheny State Forest is. Well, it dips into Pennsylvania right. too. So, I mean, it's I don't know. Maybe maybe the Allegheny River goes down that far. Hmm. It's possible. Anything's possible. Anything is possible if you just believe. It was okay. So it was kind of built in the 1860s to 1880s. So there is. Something there's some sort of history involving the Civil War because it's around that area. Um, so I think there are allegedly some Civil War ghosts there, obviously, but um, it didn't really start operating as a, a hospital until uh, the 1880s ish. Um, but it says, <laughs> and I'm going to quote this from the article um, with understanding of mental illness still in its infancy, infancy. A bewildering array of maladies and complaints were treated at the asylum between 1864 and 1889, including masturbation, laziness, fits, desertion of husband, and superstition. Wow. We 10,000% would have been locked up. Yeah. Well, and the last one is the dreaded menstrual derangement. Oh, hysteria. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely... Uh, the time period where you could just lock anyone away for any reason. Um, and then who was it? Dorothea Dix, I think, came Yeah, through. who put herself inside a mental institution for 28 days. Yeah, yeah. So yes. she kind of... If not Dorothea Dix, then 
then the lady, um, she was a reporter. I'm just going to Google it real oh, quick. Oh, oh, we oh. Should... Um, Someone with an N. Uh, Nellie Bly? Nellie Bly. That yeah. could be it. That mm-hmm. could certainly be it. Yeah. Um, There's some terrific uh, episodes about, at least Nellie Bly, probably also Dorothea Dix on the show... Uh, history chicks which you should definitely check out uh they do yes you should a lot more research than we do so if that's what you're into go look that up but anyway we're gonna go on um nelly bly she spent 10 days oh okay there we go in in the um uh bellevue hospital bellevue yeah so i don't think i don't think any of those people came to this one but it was just kind of like the same general horrible conditions (laughs) going on right uh which being yeah. Put into terrible baths and having their hair sold against their will. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, like in Sweeney Todd. Yes. Yeah, that shows goes. Bedlam very yep. well. Yes, Bedlam. Um, yeah, so there's just a whole... Ter- like, that's like probably one of the main reasons why those old state hospitals are so terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Because I they're mean, there was... just deeply, deeply unhappy places. <laughs> right. Well, and there were some people who were there who were genuinely mentally ill. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the things that we can medicate today, mm-hmm. there was no medication for back then. And so yeah. they were just suffering at their own, at the hands of their own neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're basically like the solution was uh, if you can't handle being, you know, a productive member of society, we're just going to put you away, but we're going to not take care of you. <laughs> in this place that we put you and so yeah you just had uh just like hugely hugely overcrowded um hospitals where no one was medicated and just like that is an absolute nightmare (laughs) um it says it was originally built to house 250 people with privacy and comfort um but starting in 1880 which is like it was finished being built in 1881. So, like, it's still under construction. Um, so, in 1880, they had 717 patients. Oh, my God. Yep. In 1938, they had 1,661. They must have been stacked four to a room. I have no idea. And it gets worse. In 1949, they had 1,800. <gasps> yep. Well, presumably in that almost hundred years, they also built additional buildings. I don't know. It doesn't say. You know what? I'm not in the business of cutting these people slack. Fuck yeah, them. Yeah. But they also hurt a lot of people. Yeah. That's not even the worst, though, because in the 1950s, it grew to a population of 2,600 people. You are kidding me. I am not. My so, fucking God. I have no idea how, like, how or where they would have kept all these people. I mean, even if they did build extra buildings, which I guess they like, they probably could have and should have. Um, that's still right. like so many more than the original allotment. <laughs> like, right. that's two hundred fifty into two thousand six hundred. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I hope and pray that they built extra buildings and were wrong. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it certainly great. was overcrowded. Um, yeah, either way, you're overcrowded. It's just uh, what degree of overcrowded. Well, <laughs> and again, you're in there with people, some people who are of sound mind, mm-hmm. um, who are being put away because they're inconvenient. Yeah. Some people who were of sound mind but have been given lobotomies against their will. Yep. Um, that was absolutely 
absolutely something that transpired. Oh, that's... Um, and they actually, they for sure did that here. Um, they had, you know, a whole tuberculosis building. Um, so it looks like they did have some slight they, um, different facilities, but still just like, just way more than they could handle. They had, um, they ex- used lobotomy extensively to the point where um, they would joke and they would call it the ice pick, um, oh. transorbital lobotomy. Um, it was a crude procedure where a sharp one or two pronged device was driven through the orbital socket of the eye and into the brain with a sharp blow causing permanent damage yep. thought to yep. relieve some of the patient's more severe symptoms. And um, in 19- If you ever want to see a great... Uh, illustration of what can happen to that mm-hmm. uh, under those conditions. There's a there's a. It used to be a comic book, but they made it into a film with Johnny Depp. Sorry, um, and it's <laughs> called From Hell. I um, have seen that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you're not totally totally familiar with it because Wait. it's about Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I've definitely seen it multiple times. But I they, was confused. <laughs> I was. Yeah. It's so good. Um, they do touch on transorbital as well as. Uh, straight through the hmm. uh, frontal lobe. Um, now, the transorbital is what M- Rosemary Kennedy got. Oh, okay, um, yeah. She was JFK's mm-hmm. inconvenient younger sister, and they gave her a lobotomy, probably <sighs> against her will. Probably, yeah. Um, and that was in the 50s. Yeah, because that's there's a ton of that going on um, at this place. In 1952, one doctor performed 228 lobotomies during a two-week period. Shut up. Mm-mm, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. During a two-week period, he performed how many again? 228. I... I'm sorry. I'm doing some math real quick. Yeah, please do. That means he did 16 a day, which is probably about three in a, three a day per work week. That makes sense. That's... That tells you exactly how crude this surgery is. Yeah. Like, even to have something really basic done, like my tonsillectomy when I was 12, yeah. I needed probably four hours of total prep where my surgeon was on hand talking to me, checking my blood levels, making sure, like, my anesthesiologist was on point. Mm-hmm. You know, that that shows exactly how fucking crude these these surgeries. I get real hot about yeah. this sort of stuff. Like oh, no, this it's pisses horrific. me off. Yeah. A lot of my friends, like a lot of the people in our lives, Jen. Yeah. Would, Sorry. There's oh, a, is that you or me? Yeah, that was me. A motorcycle just drove by. This is what happens well, when you live downtown. <laughs> right. No, a lot of people in our lives, had we lived back then, absolutely would have been taken away from us mm. because of procedures like these. Uh, yeah. A lot of the people in my family would have been taken away. It, frankly, it's amazing that my um, that my grandmother, who started one of the first Wisconsin chapters of um, NAMI, uh, the National Organization of Mental Illness, mm-hmm. National Association of Mental Illness, um, so she she did a lot of work on behalf of our family to make sure that proper care was given, and mm-hmm. practices barbaric practices like these were put to were ended. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Again, this I get real hot about yeah, this. Yeah, no, like, this pisses me I off. I mean, when you really think about it, it's like how I mean, if these poor people had just had, you know, access to proper medication and therapy, like what could have what could have been, you know? Right. How many right. 
like and even if you know even if there it's not like the next you know einstein or whatever like even if there aren't any like secret geniuses in this bunch of people like how many happy lives were just like completely taken away because yep. they just didn't know how to deal with it pain <laughs> pain experienced by people matters you know mm -hmm. we we act like pain only matters if you're a certain person, if you're going to have kids, if you're blah, 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 blah. Some of these people probably had kids. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people who would have stayed here maybe didn't stay forever. Like they didn't live there permanently. Yeah. Sometimes you would retire to a sanatorium for three, four weeks, four, five, six months, and then you would go back. But in your days in the sanatorium, if you were not well taken care of, you could be bringing back disease. Mm -hmm. If you had had a lobotomy and were reintroduced into society, because they thought that it would just make you docile, that you yeah. could go back into society in some cases, um, the, you're a danger to yourself and others. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's so much damage that could have been done, even if you were only there for a short term, to say nothing of the damage that could have been done if you were long term. Yeah. And I'm not saying that these doctors and nurses were all, you know, nurse ratchet, yeah, for sure, Voldemort type characters. They, they probably thought they were doing their goddamn best. Um, but, but this is our society back then, mm -hmm. much like sometimes our society today is focused on hurting rather than helping. Yeah, well, you know, and just I sort also of like getting through. just think, like, I I cannot imagine working there. I mean, mm. and, like, you do tend to, to think that all these people doing these things are just, like, heartless, you know, cold individuals, and certainly there probably were. The, right. They probably oh, had their I'm fair sure. share of psychopaths working there, but, um, yeah. like, I just... <laughs> okay, so I work at the the library now, and it's like the main downtown branch, and so naturally it draws a a lot of homeless people during the sure. day because that's just it's indoors, it's air conditioned, there's water and a bathroom. Yep, they can hang out there for free. Um, Nobody's gonna chase the internet, you away. And yeah, the like I don't really have to deal with it because I'm just shelving books, but like it's a nonstop parade of like drunk people and like people acting right. out and like smelling weird and acting weird and these are very like normal pretty well behaved people like right i cannot imagine especially with that level of overcrowded just madness how even if you went in with the best intentions wanting to help people i i can't imagine just right. how you would lose your patience <laughs> you would i mean lose like, your goddamn mind <laughs> Yeah, it uh, eventually everybody has a fine. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I work with developmentally disabled consumers sometimes, mm -hmm. and by and large, we get on really well. We know each other, and mm -hmm. we have a strong, meaningful, yeah. uh, mutually beneficial relationship. But sometimes those relationships don't always feel as comfortable, or there's someone new, and and communications breakdowns occur, and you know, like then because at the museum we only see them every other week or so mm -hmm. sometimes less mm -hmm. um i have two weeks to go and think about what happened and how to correct it and yeah. to work with their leaders who are wonderful people um and and like you know kind of make things be better in the future and some of the you wouldn't have been able to escape this if you yeah. worked there 
40, 50, 60 hours a week, right. so on and, and so forth. And you're working so like, with, like, you know, how many clients at a time? Just one, two? Like, you know, I don't... Um, uh, eight. Oh, eight. I mean, but, like, regardless, yeah, but it's still, groups, like... not thousands. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know how many people they would have had working here, but certainly not enough. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. Yeah, there's, there's just all... Just, I don't know, mental health and care back then was just a horror show and it also just goes to show you how important it is to have access to good health care and i'm getting topical so we can go move on right, but right <laughs> right uh, suck it donald trump fucking suck my dick uh but there that's that's all the topical we dick. need to cover right anyway <laughs> yeah 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 um we don't need to um, make people sad any more than we already have um right. so this is the backdrop that uh, the the little girl that I'm going to talk about is in basically. Um, so I we're not completely sure. I don't know. Can you hear the sirens? I can. God fucking damn it! <laughs> Fortunately, it sounds like they're on the move, so don't worry. No, I think they're coming towards me. Oh, yep. great! There they go, right past my house. Coming to get you. Okay, so. Yeah, this whole situation in this hospital is just horrific. Um, but there's one particular little girl that people remember still today. Um, they're not completely sure if she was born in the hospital by one of the, you know, as a child to one of the patients, or if she was sure. kind of left there at an early sure. age. Um, yep, I could see that going both ways. Yeah, either either one really. But she's known as Lily. I don't know if that was her actual legal name or just now that's what they call her. But she she lived there until the age of nine when she died of pneumonia. That's so young. So I know. Yeah. Yeah. She she died at nine. And then allegedly she's just never left. Um, they have. She's haunting it. Yeah. She's haunting it. Um yeah, they have a whole room set up there still, what they call Lily's room. Um, it looks very large. I don't know if it was originally like some sort of rec room or something, but from the pictures I'm looking at, it's just this kind of large room that just has toys spread out across the floor and on the windowsills and stuff. She, um, It says it's stocked with a variety of toys, including a pink and white music box with a miniature ballerina that like turns and, you know, whatever... Sure, and uh, apparently the music box sometimes decides to play on its own which of course of course of course it does uh they also have other toys like baby dolls and plastic bouncy balls which are scattered around the room and uh, they're kind of set out as an invitation for like visitors to play with and for her to play with and they've uh-huh. been known to move around by themselves or in response to commands Sometimes a visitor has like rolled the ball across the room and then it comes back. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> and I think as I was doing my research, I think I saw several videos um, of this. So I shall. I'm gonna try to find some good ones and post, and we'll post them, them in show notes. Because yes, this is gonna be a fun show notes. Uh, she's a pretty happy spirit. She just likes to play and. There's also been um, stories of she'll just come up and hold your hand while you're standing there, which... Nope. Yep. No thank you, Lily. I know. How about you not? I appreciate the thought, but <laughs> no thank you. 
there's um, so of course this place has been investigated numerous times by different paranormal teams and for different shows and stuff. Um, there's one particular person who said that they visited a dozen times and claims that one of Lily's favorite games involves the music box and flashlights. Uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little dubious of this one because um, there's been a lot of debunking around this flashlight trick but essentially what you do is you put flashlights around different areas of the room but you um, unscrew the light bulb so it's just like you you have it turned on but you unscrew the bulb just enough so that like it can barely flicker on and off sure Um, and then what you do is you ask you know questions and you can essentially you can get it to do like you know flicker once for yes and twice for no there have been no, numerous studies that say that this is just kind of a, an electrical fluke of the flashlight where, like, the warmer it gets, the more, I mean, the battery is still operating and it's still, like, kind of connecting. So it'll warm up and it'll try to turn on. And so that's what's causing the flickering. Um, there's actually a whole episode of Radiolab about this, which Ooh. is really interesting. So I'll post yeah, that, Yeah, we'll too. check that out. So... Uh, that's this guy says that that's you know one of her favorite games but i'm a little dubious of that one um so they've tried over the years to figure out exactly who lily is which is something i'm very interested in because um one of the reasons why i really liked the story from michigan earlier was that it is verifiable (laughs) right you know here it's this person and here's her name and here's here's a picture of the house yeah so, yeah, with this one, it's a little less clear. They had, on the Travel Channel, they have the show Ghost Stories, I guess, and they they investigated this place, and they had a psychic named Tammy Wilson, and she was there. I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'm hoping they at least did the thing where they, like, don't tell her what's going on and just let her make judgments by herself, because that's at least a little bit scientific. Um, right. But she said that there is a spirit of a small child named, named Lily um, and that the girl was nine years old wearing a white dress and her mother had, was her name started with the letter E. Hmm. And she was also the only child of a prominent family in England and was brought to the hospital already pregnant. And then E was told her parents were killed in an accident and come, couldn't come back for her. And she had to remain in the asylum where she gave birth. Um, and then both mother and daughter lived there until their deaths. I wonder who died first. Yeah, I don't know. You'd think... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Strikes as Ms. Burton as well. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only story. <laughs> so... Oh. Yeah. We don't... Um, well, okay. So... According to this same show, um, they looked up patient records from the 1920s that uh-huh. does show a woman with a first name beginning with an E who was admitted to the hospital while pregnant who mm-hmm. and later gave birth possibly God, to records. a girl. <laughs> uh, but it's not completely clear. So, wow. That's still like that's something. Yeah. So that's yeah. Who knows? Maybe that's who it is. There's also a story about in 1863 a woman named gladys ravensfield um a band- great name yeah, i know right <laughs> ravensfield uh 
abandoned by her husband, was admitted to the hospital after being savagely and repeatedly raped by a group of soldiers. Um, oh, yeah, this is a civil war. <laughs> Confederate or Union? It does not say, which doesn't mm. matter because it's horrific no matter what. Um, right. I just want to know who to be angry with. I know, right? Just men in general. Jesus. Um, yeah, so not only was she traumatized by the assault, but also found herself pregnant. Um, so she was taken to the hospital um, where she slipped deeper into madness, rocking robotically back and forth for hours. Eventually, she gave birth to an infant girl who survived only a short while. So according to this story, the girl died in infancy. Um, so if this is the same... So this, hmm? it could be this this infant child on site, yeah. either instead of or as well as... It, yeah, it could be. So their theory, if this is Lily, their theory is that she grew up in spirit form, which I don't know if how much of a thing that is. That sounds very um, like the Lilydale people would believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is very spiritualist, which is, I guess, the same time period. Same era. Yep. Maybe that's what it is. So that could be it. Yeah. And we all know how I feel about the spiritualists. So. <laughs> yeah. But it looks like, and I can't, this article isn't entirely clear about it, but part of the reason for the, you know, the fact that we can't, we don't know for sure who Lily is, is that there was an author, Stephen Wagner, who created an internet promotion that invited bloggers to create short fictional stories about ghosts that lived in the asylum to provoke. Can we link to that, I wonder? Yeah, I th- I'm going to try to find it. But it's um, to promote the Ghost Adventures live seven-hour TV event, which aired in 2009. So there's a chance that many of these stories are fictional written for this event. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, we don't know for sure. But allegedly there's just a lot of playful things going on. There is a captured EVP that says... They they left a box of Cracker Jacks in the room, I think, and it moved on its own. And they heard distinct sounds of a box opening and crunching coming from the same area. And the EVP uh, reportedly said, thank you for the snacks. So <laughs> she's there. She's right, friendly then. and very polite. She's very polite. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that is fantastic. I, yeah. I love this episode. Uh, I'm so creeped out. Um, by by all of this, I mean it. It really hits all the high notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should probably sign been, off yeah, because this up. is going to be a longer episode. I think um, I will see you. I come home on Sunday. I'll post pictures of the house, guys. Um, you're going to love it. It's beautiful. Uh, it's huge and awesome. And Jen, you will see me soon we'll get together for sunday i'm sure (laughs) yes all right well guys thank you so much for listening uh coming to you from north carolina this is kate this is jen uh if you want to follow us on twitter we are haunted underscore pod uh we are this podcast is haunted on facebook and instagram and if you want to email us if you have any like interesting creepy stories about Especially uh, children, I guess. Like, if you have yes, any please. memories or if you know anyone with creepy oh my God, yes, child stories. Yes, I, please. I bet people do. Uh, please email us. I bet us. you there's tons. Yeah. Let's all get together. I want to hear more. Yeah. Because these, like, man, I could sit and listen to this forever. Yeah. Although, you could, uh, man. You can uh, post them to our Facebook group 
if you want or our facebook page sorry it's not a group yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my or God, you could it. email us uh, we're at uh, this podcast is haunted at gmail.com at gmail.com yeah um and if you like our show um if you would be so kind as to um on itunes leave a review uh, that helps people find our show or just tell a friend or whatever um but yeah thank you rad. so much thank you guys so much for listening um, you're all the best jen i'll see you soon my darling yes uh don't work too hard okay uh, okay, I'll try not to. <laughs> All, All right. right, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. This podcast is haunted is sponsored by nobody yet, but we're hoping to fix that. If you or anyone you know is looking to have two mouthy broads hype your product, show, service, or whatever you weirdos are into these days, email us at thispodcastishaunted at gmail.com. And also, a big shout out and thank you to Jillian Bean for creating that creepy-ass rendition of Ring Around the Rosie. I'm sure we'll all sleep great tonight.